from Staten Island. This is gonna be awesome. Oh, wait. Didn't they call him Psycho Phil? We are on air. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Volume up and get ready. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to episode number two of the podcast. A lot's gone on since our last show. We've entertained a few more COVID weddings, so we're going to talk about that. With me today, I have Mike G from Platinum Entertainment, Partners in Sound, Plat Dash. They've got a few names. I also have with me this week, Mike Gloria is back. We're going to talk about some of our experiences we had at these COVID weddings. And we're going to see where else the show goes. Lots going on in the world right now. We've got numerous things to talk about. My brain is fried, and I am just ready to let it all out. So sit back, relax, and welcome to the podcast. What's up, everybody? I'm Matt Swagger with Hold Fast Gear. As the best photographers know, having the right gear means you're better prepared for any situation. Having gear that allows you to be efficient, fast, comfortable, all these things amount to you being better positioned to get the right shot. High-level photography is all about staying focused on what's happening, being able to anticipate movement and emotion, ignoring distractions at every level. The new Vegan Leather Moneymaker is designed around the modern and sophisticated idea that two cameras are more efficient and faster than one camera in switching lenses. This removes distractions and allows you to keep your eyes on the scene. Stay balanced with one camera on either side, stay focused with a different focal length at your fingertips, and get the shots you need without ever skipping a beat. This new vegan moneymaker is an all-weather, all-situation multi-camera strap and comes in a myriad of colors. It is easy to maintain and feels amazing. At this price point, you can build a collection of your favorite colors so that you always have the right moneymaker for your favorite pair of shoes or the event you shoot. Click below to order yours now while inventory lasts. You're listening to Philip Siciliano. Okay, and we're back. With me on the line, I have Mike G of Platinum Entertainment, Partners in Sound, Plat Dash, Dash of Plat. They have a few names. Mike, how's it going, man? All right, yeah, we have we have many names. We have a, a lot of businesses all kind of mashed up into one. So yeah, any any of those uh, titles would uh, would work. But a lot of people just know me in, in the uh, industry as Mike G. So nice to have you, Mike. Awesome, awesome. Thanks. So. Mike, COVID wedding season. How has COVID wedding season been affecting you and your company? Oh my goodness. Well, I I have to say the past two weeks, I don't want to say I'm seeing light at the end of the tunnel uh, per se, but um, I have couples that are fed up and um, venues that are fed up. And, and taking the steps to uh, make other arrangements, like have their um, celebrations take place outdoors inside of a tent, uh, which is more than a tent. When you hear tent, sometimes you're like a tent. Oh, my God. But it's more than that. They're putting up uh, hedge walls, pipe and drape. We're doing some projections on the top of the tents. They're hanging chandeliers. So it still is, you know, classy and elegant, believe it or not. I mean, the COVID wedding season, I've been I've deemed it the COVID wedding season because there is a wedding season. A lot of people are misunderstanding that wedding season 2020 has been canceled. But it Correct. is alive, it is well, and it is doing well. But it's all about adapting. 
on our last show, we talked a lot about adapting. There are people out there that want to adapt. And then there are people out there that just say, hey, all I care about is my party. And it's right down the middle. You have nobody saying we want a little bit of both. It's either I want to get married or I want my party. Now, from the DJ side of it, how are you seeing it? I mean, I know your day relies heavily on the party because that's when your day starts. But what are you hearing from people in general? Well, since the onset of this, believe it or not, which was, I guess, what, March, I guess, um, I'm taking a lot of the sales. I'm not taking all of the sales, of wedding sales, of course. Uh, But since the onset of this, me personally, and this is a true number, I'm just approaching 50 new bookings during this time. Uh, And we have other members that do sales as well. So uh, I think what's happening is uh, the people that are planning on getting married next year were starting to panic and say, hey, I better get my dates uh, booked right away because everybody from 2020 is now, they're not only moving their dates from the winter time to the summertime, but now they're moving them a second time and they're eating up all uh, of, of next year's dates. And you're right, there are people that, you know what, I love this person. I don't care when it is, uh, whether it's next year, the following year, I want that wedding. I, I want people to dance. I don't want masks and I don't want there to be restrictions. Um, then there's other people, again, I, I have to do it now. So you know what? I need to scale down and I'm now doing it on a farm in freehold. Um, and, and we're trying to be as flexible as we can with, with everybody. You know, and, and for us, we want it. We want to pro- provide the services that we're paid to provide. Uh, we're not looking to keep people's deposits and say, hey, well, we made money for doing nothing. Absolutely not. We want to perform and we want it to be, I, I say, a real wedding, meaning that where people are going to celebrate and things that, you know, what they expected when they first, you know, booked with us. I think, unfortunately, what people aren't realizing is everyone thinks they can take the problem now and move it to somewhere later. But right. we don't know what later is. So what I've been trying to explain to people is you kind of got to weather the storm here. If you want to get married, you're going to get married. If you want to move your wedding, you can move it. The only problem we're going to have with all of this is later on, we don't know what to expect. We don't know what's going to go on. And we don't know what the future is going to look like. So it's more or less, how do we keep things going with staying as normal as possible? Right. Um, Right. On your end... I mean, I've been to a few weddings now. I'm seeing places starting to adapt. Have you stepped anywhere into what we'll quote unquote call a new normal wedding yet? Personally, no. Um, A few of my team members have, uh, like I said, performed at weddings in the past couple of weeks, finally, uh, outdoors and in in, um, facilities that either put up an overhang or a tent. And I mean, I even hear of, again, I don't know names and I, you know, you cannot oh, we quote don't, me on this. We don't say names. We, you name no names on this podcast. There it's is, all uh, hypothetical. You know, in the tri-state area, there is weddings going on in the tri-state area indoors. Okay. Because there's venues that will literally start going out of business. And if they don't do this, and then there's couples that say, Hey, look, I don't care. I'm not scared of the virus. I'm inviting my family and friends for those who would like to join us. We would love to have you. If you're still nervous, I don't hate on you and I, I'm not scared and I totally understand, but this is what we're doing. This is what's going to take place. And if you want to come, you're welcome to come. See, I'm 50-50 with the give no fucks venues. When I say <laughs> give no fucks venues, I mean you have the venues that 
they pretty much don't care what the rules are because, like you said, if they don't start working, they're going to go under. And that's not just venues. That's every single part of the wedding industry. What people don't realize is it doesn't stop with a bride and groom postponing their day. It stops with every wedding consists of all the vendors. You have photographers, videographers, DJs, florists, limo companies, I mean, the list goes on and on. People don't realize that if we don't get back to work soon, things are going to change catastrophically. Right. The biggest part of all of this is when I say the give no fucks venues, part of me says, you know what? I don't blame them for saying we're going to do what we want, when we want, how we want. But then the problem is if word gets out, the 4 million trolls of the internet and tri-state area come out and they all have an opinion. And unless they're directly involved in what we're doing, their opinion means shit. Right. And it's because of their shit opinion, it puts such a damper on what we're trying to do and what these venues are trying to do. Now, do I think a venue should have 200, 300 people inside right now? Probably not. I mean, everybody has their own views on this pandemic and this virus, and we'll get into that. But if you're able to facilitate outside and do the right thing, why not go through with it? Right. And follow the guidelines. Do it like I'm, I'm totally with that. Do the temperature checks. Space everybody out. Because at the end of the day, you know what? We just fed all this information from all angles. You don't know what to believe. And I was one of probably the last people in my neighborhood to let my child out and play with the other kids. I was nervous. One of my uh, business associates, uh, associates had this bad. He almost died in and out of the hospital. We all know people that have passed for this. So I'm not one of those people that it's a total hoax. It's not real. It was 100% real, but I kind of go by what I'm seeing. Uh, and uh, yes, you, you, the news used to be a trusted source of information, but you know who I trust now? I trust people that I know and see on Facebook and healthcare professionals that I know and see on Facebook saying, hey, we don't know where they're getting these numbers from because we work in the hospital. We don't see it. And I was laying in bed Sunday morning scrolling through my uh, social media feed. Who's on a boat packed with their friends? Who's in the backyard? Everybody's in the pool around the fire pit. Who's at an undisclosed restaurant? Fireworks coming out of the cupcake. Who's at a catering hall getting married? And all this is going on. And again, I can't say if it spread any type of disease, but if it did, I'm sure people would say, oh my God, we have to stop. Look what's happening. But it's not. You know, I'm going just based on what I see from people that I know, because unfortunately, you know, you can't say uh, he said, she said, my cousin said, you got to just kind of, Figure it out for yourself, unfortunately, at this point. At this point, it's almost as if seeing is believing. And what I mean by that is the wedding industry, a lot of different things, but especially the wedding industry, there's a lot of misinformation out there for couples getting married. The problem is they're just seeing one tiny part, and that's the catering side of it. If the venue's closed, they automatically assume my day is over. What has to happen is you have professionals like myself, professionals like yourself, and the only way people get real information is by our experiences out there, letting them know, listen, you may think you can't have a wedding, but guess what? I just did one, and this is how everything went from start to finish. This is how you do it correctly. I mean, from a photographer's standpoint, a wedding is 
almost about 11 hours. Could be a little more, could be a little less. That first eight hours of the day, every single thing is exactly the same. Now, once you get to the venue, if there's an outdoor location that's provided, I mean, Mike, you've been in this business now how many years? Uh, 30. 30 years, right? Whether it's inside a tent, whether it's inside a building, whether it's inside the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens or the Burger King, as long as you have the right professionals, your day's going to be amazing. Your party's going to be rocking. People are going to have fun. And the day goes on. Why wait years now? And when I say years, I have clients that have postponed for three months, and I have clients that have postponed for almost two years. Right. Why wait? Exactly. Uh, I say the same thing. I mean, and just to to see what's going on here again, kind of getting back to like, I, I'm so confused. Again, I'm based on what I see. Like you said, seeing is believing. Why is it that you can have an airplane packed with strangers from different parts of not only the country of the world, different parts of the world, packed on an airplane for several hours? In fact, four to six hours, possibly if they go in L.A. or wherever they're going, they can take their masks off to eat and drink. They don't even know each other. And it's recycled there. Why can't you have your friends and family who you know and trust and know the catering facility is going to be super careful in a controlled environment? It, it, it makes no sense why you can do this, but you can't do that. Same thing with these teachers. You, they're teaching generally the same children a day. Why can't they teach the same 20 kids a day in the same classroom every day? Where it just The plane is a perfect example. It just makes no sense. Well, that's something else to look at. So now with school opening and just about a month from now, that's a major, major argument. If kids can go to school, now, our kid, we have kids, they're in school, we've seen it. School is a giant Petri dish of germs. No matter what happens, no matter where your child is, how safe it is, how much they disinfect, your child will come home with some kind of sickness from school and spread it throughout the house. Now, I'm not saying they're going to spread COVID-19, I'm not saying... But just based on my prior experiences, my daughter has been in school for three years. Every fall, she gets some kind of cold. Every January, that's flu season. Every spring, allergies come in and some kind of cold comes in again. They always get sick. Right. But if schools are open, why can't indoor dining be open to a capacity? Better yet... Why can't you have a private event? Now, remember, we work in the private event industry. If it's a private event and you know every single guest that is coming, why is that not allowed? But going to school is allowed where, like I said, it's a giant super highway Petri dish of germs. You know, none of this makes sense. What's happening is we have a... A world of people telling everybody what to do, but nobody's out there experiencing it for themselves and getting things done for themselves. Right. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on the whole school thing? Uh, I'm back and forth. My wife is my wife is a teacher. Um, she's worried about it, but I, I mean, I honestly think again of what I'm seeing out there. I think the kids should go back to school now. Um, again, based on the numbers exactly of how many you know kids are susceptible to this and unfortunately how many kids passed away, which is very sad if any child passes away, but the numbers are so, so low. Um, I, you know, 
I really think they should give it a fair shot and take precaution, of course. And if there's an issue, shut it down. Shut it down immediately. That's all based on the school. If all New Jersey or New York is fine, but it's a one school, just close that one school off, clean it. You know, and the other thing is now they know how to deal with this virus. They have um, remedies that they're working on. You know, in the beginning, they didn't know what was hitting them. They didn't know what it was, how to deal with it. but just to totally show, this is not life as we know it forever and ever. It's just not because it's going to be like any anything else. You're just going to slowly get sick of it. People just, and I see it now, getting on with their lives down the shore, on the border, going out to eat. It's not, I mean, I was terrified in the beginning. I didn't want to go to the supermarket. Oh, you, you know? and me both. I, I, I was the one I who was. I was one of those guys. I was cleaning my vegetables with Clorox. That shows you oh. how safe <laughs> Me it too. Sounds, I, mean, right? I had a production line in my garage. The groceries would come in. They'd get wiped down. they sit there for three days. I'd come home, strip down in my garage, run upstairs and scrub myself in the shower. I mean, it was – listen, we were terrified. And it, I'm not saying, again, not to not be afraid of it, but again, look what you see out there, your neighbors, your friends, and your family. Meanwhile, we're going to talk about germs. For those of you who don't know, I know Mike now for about 20 years. The first time I met Mike, and this is why I'm talking about germs, we met in a place in Manhattan called Sound Factory. Now, for those of you who know what Sound Factory is, if you've spent any time in that place, Sound Factory is a club. It is known as being one of the holy grails of house music clubs in New York City. For any of you who have spent any time in that place, in any denomination, I'm pretty sure you have the cure to anything inside of your system. (laughs) So, me and Mike go back 20 years, and we've known each other in this business for 20 years, and germs are germs, people are people, everybody has an opinion, but now at the schools, I don't know if you've noticed this, you have a bunch of teachers who are saying, now you said your wife's a teacher, my wife is a former teacher. I was a former teacher for five and a half years. And being in the system, you have teachers that will complain about anything and you have teachers that will go to work and do your job through anything. Now, I don't know if you heard about this, but I read a quote and I'm going to read it to you and I want your thoughts on it. The quote states, that teacher who is being blasted for having concerns about starting in-person school is the same teacher you trusted to take a bullet for your child in case of an active shooter. The person hasn't changed. The circumstances of our world did. So what do you think about that, Mike? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, it's I, people don't look at things in perspective, unfortunately. They don't look at it like that because the teacher, you know, I, I know would do that and do the right thing by children. I, again, it's this is something that's never happened before. It's almost like they don't compare it to the right thing. Like people say uh, when this was going on, uh, you know, uh, today in the United States, 50 people died from COVID. Well, how many people died from car accidents? How many people died from choking on pizza today in the country? Oh, they, like, we cannot they, disrespect. Nothing- pe- we can't disrespect pizza on this podcast. I'm sorry. They can choke on whatever else. <laughs> okay. We just don't disrespect pizza. How many on people this choked on a hamburger today? Okay, I There's can deal with that. That's to better compa- to compare it to, you know. And I don't think the teachers look at it like that too. I, and again, everyone's got their own perspective on this. I know there's pe- like people still terrified about this. And I'm not saying I'm not totally screw this. It's fake because I still have some concerns. But again, I'm just going I'm, – I'm looking at what I see. Uh, and who knows where the teachers are getting their information to. Like I know mostly the older people like – 
look at the news. Oh my God, did you hear what they said? And I say, I don't care what they said. And and I, I get angry for a second. And I'm like, wait a second. Like the older generations, that was their tr- that was their trusted source of information, and it was trustworthy. Now it's not. <laughs> so it's 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 hard to say. Let us pray, Father God. I am a child of God. What I am not is a homeschool teacher. God, I'm at home. But Lord, ain't no teaching going on around here. Father God, I am your humble servant. What I am not is a math teacher, God. Lord God, the spirit of common core has attacked our household. And right now, the only thing we have in common is frustration and no answer to the math problem, Lord God. I ask that you send down your angels of the carryover, Lord. Teach her that if you carry the one over to the tenth place, you can get the answer, Lord God. Lord God, I am a layman in your vineyard. What I am not is the cafeteria lady, Lord. Yet again, the devil has attacked and sent down a tapeworm onto my child, Lord God. And I need you to help her to understand, Lord, that just because there's a refrigerator don't mean the door got to be open. And just because there's a stove don't mean the eye has to be on. I am not Dennis, IHOP, Shoney's, nor Waffle House, Lord God. Lord God, right now, I need her to understand that his times are tough right now, Lord God. But I see if things continue the way that they are going, Lord God. Not only am I your child, but I'm going to be an inmate because I'm going to jail, Lord God. I, I don't look good in orange. I don't look good in a jumpsuit, Lord God. But Lord, I ask that you that you change the way things are going right now, Father God, and bless every teacher because they got a special place in heaven. Ain't no way that I could do it, Lord God. Ain't no way. Amen, amen, amen. The thing is, I think everybody has their own opinions on the virus and what's going on. But the problem is let people make their own decision how they want to deal with it. Right. Now, as far as school goes, my biggest thing is school is a place where, one, kids need school in order to learn attention. They need it to learn how to behave. They need it to learn. They need to learn from other people but their parents. Right. Secondly, learning for a lot of kids today, especially today, we need to learn through experience. When I was a teacher, I used to tell my students, I used to tell the students' parents all the time, I wasn't a book smart kid. What I mean by that is I couldn't read something and then go on in life and know everything about it. I deemed it the book smart kid, okay? I learned through experience. I would show my students, this is how something works. This is how you do something. And there's a lot of kids out there now because learning has become so hands-on that they need to learn through experience. And the same way the kids need to learn through experience, the school system needs to learn through experience. You know how you figure out if school's a good idea? You go to school. Right. You know how you figure out if indoor dining works or not? You let it happen. Right. You know how weddings and large events start to come back into fruition? You let them happen. You have to have something happen once in order to make an assumption if it's good or bad. And unfortunately, the people who are running our cities and running our states, they're know-it-alls. 
Every day we hear something different from these people saying, this is why you can't do this. This is why you can't do that. Well, here, I mean, here's the thing, too, with, with all that. I get it. If everything, Phil, was still closed, then you'd have more of an argument. Oh, my God. Everything is closed. But it's not. You got kids on the on the flying elephant ride in the choo-choo train down at Jenkinson's. You know? You got this. Uh, Murphy was playing some kind of uh, video the other day, some cartoon video of if you move indoor dining inside somebody sneezes uh, you know the the molecules will move around the restaurant oh so that won't happen if you're eating again at a, a tent uh, restaurant I don't want to name names but they have a nice big tent up and they have these big fans so if somebody sneezes it's not going to move around outside it's just if it's got to be good for one it's got to be good for so all. an airplane I, is safer than than a catering hall <laughs> that's what, the ventilation system on an airplane is safer that makes that's sense what, uh, exactly. And, and people coming in from different parts of the world and, and, and all that. In fact, it's, it's something pretty crazy, like during this whole thing, I was ordering my food online and I couldn't even get it delivered sometimes. So I have to like go pick it up. So I would call ahead and, and I always said the same kid came out and I got to know him and I asked the kid. And uh, again, I don't say name. But I'm saying, hey, how you doing? How's everybody holding up? He goes, great. I said, I have to ask you a question. And, and you don't have to answer it, but I'm just curious. And if you, you, you see thousands of people a day in this store. I see the store is packed. I said, has anyone gotten sick? Would you mind answering? He goes, one person early on in March who unloaded trucks got sick from this. He recovered and that's it. I said, and you and your staff and team members here are surrounded by thousands of strangers every week. And none of you got it. I wonder if like, it's the no. same place I shop. We, it rhymes with Roscoe. <laughs> no, mine, mine's out in Jersey. Mine is, uh, mine's out in Jersey. Okay. Um, but I'm saying, again, these people around – my family and friends, I knew if I had to go somewhere, especially with this going on, and I was feeling under the weather, I would say, you know what? I'm supposed to go to Janine and Bobby's wedding next uh, tomorrow. You know what? You know, tell my wife, go on your own. I don't feel right just in case, you know? And that's it. You know, but you got, you know what, I forget the Judge Judy quote, but she just said some funny stuff. Like, if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. And to me, at this point, it doesn't make sense, you know. But these governors are on every day still trying to put the fear on. And I think more and more people slowly, uh, even the strong people that were like, oh, my God, we got to keep doing this. You got to keep doing it. I think they're starting to come around saying, all right, what's going on now? And I like what you said before, seeing is believing or you believe what you see. Life is going on around you. No one else is getting sick. They're telling you it's happening, but you don't see it on your social media feed. You don't hear it from your friends. But what I don't understand is they start out every conference by saying you have to practice safe safe um, cleanliness and you have to be social distance. I mean, in your lifetime, do you ever remember going out and after you shake someone's hands, are you licking your palms? Are you rubbing <laughs> your body with all the germs? When somebody hugs, like if someone sneezes, are you running into that sneeze as if you just sprayed cologne and you're trying to get it all over your body? I mean, right. people right. are not listening to right. what government officials are saying. It's almost as if they're dictating now, this is why you're going to get sick. But in reality... Who the fuck does these things? Right. The only people you have to worry about licking their hands, touching their face, doing these things they're talking about are kids. Right. I don't know any adults that weren't under the influence who do, who've done these things. 
<laughs> I mean, you want to talk about when we first met 20 years ago in Sound Factory? Yeah, that was a place where I saw people licking hands and rubbing their bodies on the floor and right. doing absurd things. But guess right. what? These are all the people that are safe now. <laughs> and I'm listen, I'm not a doctor either, but I know from what I've heard, especially the kids, they need germs so their body learns how to fight them. Instead, you're keeping everybody in. And then when the flu does come around, their bodies aren't going to be able to fight it. You but know? it's not just kids. It's everyone. Not everybody, yeah. You know yeah. how you build an immunity? You go outside. You breathe fresh air. You exercise. You walk around. You know how you build immunity? You start eating the things that they're telling you not to. Right. You know, it's, it's all very simple. I hate to say this, but we live in a world of sheep where we need more wolves. People yep. see something on television and they have to follow it. People see something on the internet. They need it. They see a television show with a celebrity in it and they see that celebrity doing something. So guess what? They need to do it too. Social media has been the downfall and the uprising of our society. I say downfall because it became a mirror image of what every single person thinks they need to do. I say it's amazing because people like myself, people like you, we've been able to use this platform as advertisement for our businesses right. that it's taken us from the ground level to the top super quick because everybody's on it. Right. But unfortunately, people just keep seeing what's out there. They don't even read into the title. They just see a little snippet and that's it. That's what's going on right now. Look at all the problems in the world. I read five headlines, and now I know all the news, all the facts, all the background on everything. Well, that's the other problem. You get news outlets. You get radio. You get TV. You got internet, conspiracy theories, way out there conspiracy theories. And I think with this all going on, what it's done is create mass confusion because there's been times I'm questioning myself like, this morning, I don't know what to believe anymore. Again, I know this was real, and I know people that were sick, and I'm not one of those guys. It's a hoax. It's a hoax. You just it, – it almost – it creates so much confusion that it's agitating people and people that, you know, besides the racial uh, issues that are going on, which are terrible, you have families fighting over these things too, because of the, 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 this mass confusion, because there's so much information out there that you don't know what's truth and what's not. And like I said, you almost have to come to your own conclusions, you know, which is hard. You know, behind, but well, they say conspiracy theory is, they'll say it's a lie, but behind every lie there's always a little bit of truth. Right. So conspiracy theory, political views, I mean, you name it, everyone's going to have their own opinion on what's going on in the world right now. And unfortunately, the only opinion that matters is yours. How you yep. choose to go out and how you choose to live your life, how you choose to run your business, how you choose to protect yourself is all up to you. I mean, I'll give you a story. This past weekend, actually it was two weekends ago, I'm in Brooklyn and I'm photographing a couple and I'm outside. If I'm outside, I do not believe I need a mask. Why? Because I'm breathing this thing called fresh air. And Not I, carbon monoxide. No, not carbon <laughs> monoxide. I had a woman staring at me and she kept staring at me to the point where she walked over to me and this is in front of the couple and said excuse me why don't you have a mask on and I ignored her and she goes you're part of the problem you're the reason why this is happening and I politely turned to her and I said excuse me are you the mask police 
And she said no. I said, great. Can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> people uh, need to mind their business right. and let other people live their life the way they want to. We're exactly. all individuals who can make our own decisions. Mind your business. Mind your business, bitch. See, a lot of you bitches out here love to mess around and give your opinion when it's not asked for. Oh, see, with me, I mind my business, bitch. I'm giving you mute. I'm giving you silence. I'm giving you y'all hear something because I don't. Because, bitch, I mind my business. God, I'm sick and tired of you bitches running your mouth. Shut up. Damn. Can I get a rewind? Mind your business. Can I get that shit again? Mind your business, bitch. And this is, well, not turning into, not not being so much anymore. This is supposed to be the United States of America. You know, again. It's more like the United States of assholes at this point. (laughs) You're afraid to go out. I would never hate on you. You still don't want to go to the supermarket. I'm not putting you down and say, you should go out there. Exactly. That's how you you feel. You're fine. I'm going to open my business. My business is open, guys. Uh, you're more than welcome to come down. We're, we are practicing social distancing. We're doing what we need to do. If you want to come down, we'd love to have you. We have great specials tonight. If you don't want to, nobody's making you go. That's it. Mind your business, okay? If you're one of those people that's bothering you, stay in your house. Keep your mask on. If you're that scared that you think it's it's traveling in the air outside in a park, again, it, it, it's, it's crazy. But just how strongly we feel, right? Me and you feel a certain way. That's unfortunately how that woman, the mask police woman felt. Again, maybe not her fault because she's just been fed this information and it, it's crazy, man. And again, I try not to get into it with certain friends when we talk about it. I see which way it's going. I just shut it down because I don't want to lose friends over it. But I just hope someday, I don't know how, that the truth will come out. Um, and I, I think for, for That's our- That's when the Netflix special comes out. It's going to be 2020, is, how the world right. fucked us. Yeah, listen, it's brought what's going to happen COVID. is this- there's going to be more weddings, more parties, more weddings. Somebody that is against having their wedding is going to go to like four of them and go, you know what? Screw this. Well, I'm having one down at my, my aunt's farm down in Freehold. But the thing you know is, whether it's the wedding industry, whether it's restaurants, whether it's pretty much anything, it's like Jurassic Park. You know when Jeff Goldblum says, life always finds a way? Yep. Everything's going to find a way. It's just right now at this current time. We have too many persistent vendors that they don't want to adapt. And unfortunately, adapting is the only way that we fix any of this. If you're a catering hall, figure out the tent, figure out how to do it outside, at least for the rest of the warm weather. And then when it gets cold, we figure out something else. Phil, they have the resources. They work with event planners. We do this. We can put up a tent in the middle of a field and bring everything necessary. They have the resources. All they got to do is if you're listening to this and you're a catering facility and you need help, I can help you. I can put the whole thing together for you. It's not that hard. You have resources. You meet with these event planners every weekend. That is what we do. We take care of issues. We make it happen. In fact, myself and three of my colleagues just shot a video last week um, explaining that, how we can adapt and how we can, you know – put tents up and what we can do to, to, again, adapt to the situation because it is possible. It doesn't have to be canceled your event. It needs to be reinvented and we can help and you don't have to do anything. We'll guide you in the right direction. And I'm all for that. But unfortunately, what we're going to see is you have a lot of venues. How do I put this politely? Um, They're really cheap. 
I got a bunch of money, too. Oh, I, I like money. Yeah. I like money, though. I like money. I like money. I like money. Can't believe you like money, too. And they want to make as much money as they possibly can. So they'd rather defer all of their jobs to next year rather than cutting their losses and figuring out a way to make this work. They rather go the route of, no, we can move all these couples to next year. We're, we're going to over exhaust ourselves with the amount of weddings we're going to do next year. And we'll be fine. We won't be in the red anymore. But Mike, you and myself, we've been in this business for a very, very, very long time. You know, as well as I know, that in certain circumstances, you have to cut your losses and move on. Right. And these halls don't want to do it. You know, you have event professionals like yourself who can facilitate tents, who can do everything they need to do. I mean, I'm pretty sure if they needed you to, you could bring hand sanitizer stations and everything, global thermal thermometers, you name it. It'll look like the Whatever. set of Total Recall by the time you're done with the way exactly. you got to be scanned Tables, when you go chairs, in. chairs, pipe and drape, anything. They could do anything. Kitchen supplies. <laughs> then you have people like myself who, when you're really good at what you do, we can hide every imperfection that is at that venue. So you're worried about people in masks? Guess what? You won't see them. You're worried about right. the fact that something's closed and you can't go in a ballroom? Guess what? There's ways of photographing your wedding where you won't see any of that either. Right. It's almost like we're in a revolution. Either you're going to adapt and you're going to move forward. Right. Or you're going to take a back seat and you're going to try and wait this thing out. And unfortunately... Waiting is like terminating yourself. Yeah. Listen, I, 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 again, I see life going on and I, these governors come on every day and I'm like, what, what are they talking about? And again, more and more people I'm meeting and thank goodness, hopefully like the woman, like the mask police would say, you know what? Wait a second. I, you know, I hear I'm yelling at this guy in the park, but well, maybe he's right. What's going on at this point? What do these guys keep talking about numbers? I don't know anybody sick. What are they doing? I mean, listen, hopefully people wake up. And again, I am no way, shape or form saying this was fake. And I don't want people listening to this. Think that. And I don't think against, it's fake either. I just think you know, that. I'm just going by what, like I said, what I see, you know, what I see from the people I know and, and, and beyond social media speaks volumes. You see it. You know what's going on from your friends and family around the country. I mean, I talked to my brother the other day because on TV here in Florida, they're getting hit. The bed, 75 percent of beds are full. I heard from somebody else, 75% of beds in Florida, hospital beds are always full. I asked my brother, what'd you do today? Uh, we woke up, we went to the park, and then the kids got hot. So I took them to the water park. Uh, we're on our way out to, uh, to grab something to eat, then we're going to get ice cream. I said, what? I mean, yeah, I hate what? to say this, but Florida has always been heaven's waiting room. I mean, who, who, are we, who are we kidding here? Yeah, but right. I'm saying like they're making it like it's batting down the hatches. They're not even – he's like, no, some people wear masks. He goes, everything is open. The water park, the ice cream stand, the restaurant, I did it all today. And then I think yesterday was their first day back to school, the kids. So like, come on. But like to add to what you said, it's okay to have an opinion. I'm not saying this is fake either, but what I am saying is I'm entitled to treat – how I move forward in my day-to-day -day life the way I want to, the same way you're allowed to treat your day-to-day -day life the way you want to, and everybody should keep their opinions to themselves because right. that's what this is. You want to talk right. about if you're, if living you're in America this, and having freedoms? Right. If you don't like something, stay the fuck away. Right. 
You don't. I'm not. I, I would never. I know people that are still afraid, and I love them still. And you know what? I say the same thing. I say, guys, it's if that's what you believe, I, I wouldn't be mad. But it, it, it's so weird. The people like us would never be mad at somebody for wanting to stay in and wanting to wear a mask, right? I don't care if that's what you choose. Knock yourself out. But it doesn't go the other way. God forbid they think that you should wear a mask. They're screaming at us and attacking us. It should be both ways. You do what you feel is I mean, right. You know the way that I go out day to day. I feel like Sylvester Stallone in Rambo First Blood. Like, I'm just trying to walk through town. I just want something to eat. Leave me alone. And everyone's jumping down my throat like I'm an outsider. <laughs> I mean, just leave me alone. I just wanted something to eat. That's right. it. All I wanted was something to eat. Um, well, listen, Phil, if it was still to where it was, you like, if uh, whatever, again, I, I don't want to say names, but if there was a big department store and they're some of their staff got sick and it started running rampant in their store. Don't you think they'd shut the doors immediately? We'll call that Roscoe. What's that? We'll call that place Roscoe. Roscoe, right. Roscoe Lowell sale. It's, it's, they would close down immediately again and nothing is closing down. I mean, and the word again with social media travels like lightning. So you would know if there was an outbreak in, in a supermarket or a, a, a department store, they'd say, don't go there. Did you hear all the employees have it? You don't hear that. Even if one, even if one person got it, you would hear everybody's there sick. Don't shop there. Nobody would shop at any of those stores in the entire country. But the same way, it's okay to keep a Target open. It's okay to keep a supermarket open. It's okay shop, to you, keep Home Depot. You want to paint your door, your 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 wall, re-wallpaper your kitchen door in this short. I on understand that this is all deemed essential, and I'm not trying to say it's not essential. All I'm trying to say. As at this point in the game, we are now March, April, May, June, July, August. We're almost six full months. Six full months into this thing. With six right. months down, I think it's time for people to make their own decisions if they want to be in large gatherings. I think it's people's own decisions if they want to have a private event. And let's just break down that word private event if it's private and you know all the guests that are coming right then you should be able to do what you want it's a private event right yeah I, mean, I don't know how many You're having a show a public show i don't know how i should break it down private event <laughs> we work in the private event industry right so if someone's not supposed to be there, guess what? They're not going to be there. Right. This isn't a bar. This isn't a, a place on the boardwalk. This isn't your local pub where anybody could walk in. And I'm not saying what they're doing to those places is fair either. But these are private events. Right. With a guest list. I, I sound like a fucking broken record. We know who's coming. I actually go into these places now, and I, I love getting my temperature checked. You know, they, they aim the gun at your head. They go, and like, all right, go. I'm like, can you please give me my score? It's like I'm getting my credit score every time I go into a private event now. It's amazing. Oh, man, that's crazy. And listen, it, it will come back in some facet, and I, I think it's going to come back faster, faster than we think. I really do at this point. Um, let's see. The remainder of the summer goes into September. Once school starts up, that's going to really um, – set the gauge for what's going on and uh, I, I you know i feel in my in my heart that again 
even if it, they say it is political, they're not going to stop starting December 1st. It's going to be a slow, gradual release of things. But I think for the most part, people are going to say, hey, enough is enough. I don't see anything I'm getting all in my life. And I, I hope it goes that way. Mike, as I tell you, every time I leave you when I see you at work, my friend, I'll see you on the battlefield again. It's been a pleasure <laughs> talking to you. And yeah. I'll see you soon. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll, we'll get it going soon. And everybody... Hang in there. We're going to get through this and uh, life will go on and we will dance again. We'll be right back. All right, everyone. This is our rehearsal for the coronavirus concerto, which is due to be cancelled in two days time. But don't worry, we'll all be paid anyway. <laughs> of course, it's a joke. We won't be paid. Let's start with a reaction from the press, please. Reaction from the government. Reaction from the British government. Better late than never. And finally, a reaction from the Chinese government. That's the spirit. All right, violins, a nice cough. <coughs> Second violins, heavy breathing. Violas, a nice sneeze. <coughs> yes, more into the crook of the elbow, please, violas. And cellos and basses. Session number six, please. Yes, work dried up, had to get a job in a supermarket. Right, finally, Woodbridge and Brass. Working from home. All right, everyone, desk partners two metres apart, please. Here we go with the Coronavirus Concerto. <laughs> and to the toilet rolls. Paracetamol! Welcome to the Weekend Recap. With me on the line, I have Mike Gloria. Mike Gloria is one of my second photographers, and we're going to talk about some of the weddings that we've attended, we'll say, over the last two weeks. Mike, how's it going? Not bad, not bad. How about yourself, Phil? Things are good. I'm, I'm happy that I was able to fix this microphone issue that we were having. Now I can hear you yeah, crystal there's definitely, clear. It's a little difficult with comms, but it seems like we got it under control right now. It's good. It's good. The cast is going to be amazing now because we could actually hear each other. Okay, so... Weekend recap. Let's talk about it. First thing, church. We did a church wedding. We did two church weddings. Actually, one of the weddings I didn't even have shoes on. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, that's interesting, but that wasn't due to COVID. It was not due to COVID. It was due to the religion aspect of the wedding, but still all good. Religious customs, definitely. Um, I want to say that is an interesting time to be attending weddings. Um, Definitely. I'm super happy that I was able to record a little snippet from one of our church weddings because, man, I think everybody should do what they want wedding-wise. I believe if you want to have your wedding, you should have it. I believe if you're afraid to have a wedding and you don't want to have it, don't have it. But this whole mask in church thing, ugh, it gets me every time. Okay, so we are in church right now and... This is the scariest thing I've seen in a long time. I got people staring at me in masks. I mean, it's just, it's 
I don't know. Mike, what do you think, Mike? It's definitely, um, man, you put me on the spot, but it's definitely uh, not normal and not ideal. That's for shit sure. I feel terrible. We have this beautiful, beautiful bride, and we're just, we're stuck with our hands in our pockets here. Priest is making jokes, like, it's his job. They got barricades all over the church. It looks like WWF circuit 1992. I'm waiting for the warrior to run down the aisle. I mean, this is, this is crazy. This is crazy. I had to record this live right now because I just... It's the only way to capture the moment. Yeah. Capture the moment, all right. Yeah, the church thing was weird. The ch- very weird. Um, and for a few reasons, if you want to touch on it, after we, you know, I say what I say, we could touch on the barricade thing. We could definitely sneak into that. But <laughs> Hulk the- Hogan runs wild in the churches in Brooklyn. Yeah, that, that, definitely, definitely right. Um, but the weirdest thing, because ultimately what was most in the photos, which affected the photos most, rather, uh, was the fact that the... The bridal party, the bride and groom, the priest, all the attendees, everybody was mandated in this in this specific church to have a face covering on, uh, including coming down the aisle. So that was less than ideal for for photo slash video, um, you know, that that aspect of the day. And it really is a shame because when you looked at the church, you had tape markings where everybody should sit. Now, just so people understand, we're not talking about a small chapel in Brooklyn. We're talking about a large cathedral in the heart of downtown Brooklyn where, based on the number of people that actually showed up for church, everyone could have had their own pew. That's how much space was in this church. Yeah, it was definitely a a beautiful, large church. Um, And the thing was, was like you said, you mentioned... If I'm not mistaken, they were arrows or no, actually, because I had to rip a few off to get, you know, to assist you with getting a few clean photos. That's it. They were actually T like crosses. You're going to hell now. You you ripped the tape off of the pews in church. And I'm going to probably cause somebody to get COVID by sitting in the wrong seat. That's it. at At least you got the photo, though. So let's move on from church. Church went on. We went back in the church afterwards. Did our photos. Everything was beautiful. We go to the hall. Did you see anything different? Or I shouldn't say different. Did you feel as if the wedding was not a wedding because things were outside? Okay, so we're talking about the first uh, wedding. Yeah, so that was, I'll be honest with you, that was, I was very impressed if we name names or we don't name names. We don't names, name then. names on this this podcast. Okay, so the venue that had the uh, very large tent set up, the whole, the whole thing from A to Z was very, very impressive in my opinion. They really did it right. They you chose could tell to this, adapt. They, yes. took, they took an opportunity to say, hey, we can either roll with this or we could sit back and when it comes back, it comes back. And to say yeah. that they didn't go head first, 100% in, is uh, they did an excellent job. They utilized their property. They did not take away any of their space that they would use outside normally. And they conducted a wedding in a perfect manner, in my opinion. Did we lose you, Mike? 
we did you lost me for the last few seconds. You talking about the space I you went in and out. I apologize, Phil. It's all good. The struggles of not being able to be in person right now. Unfucking believable. Always ruining the <laughs> podcast. If he's not getting his house built, he's got something else going on. Ladies and gentlemen, no. welcome to the world of Mike Gloria. Well, I will tell you this, is I kinda I kinda got the gist of what you were saying, how they went soup to nuts and really did you know, went over and above with their preparations and their final delivery of the product, meaning let's call it the tent. Um, their tent was extremely large. It fit easily 200 people. Um, they and had that's dressed with social up. distancing. Yes, they had definitely. Uh, they had they had a beautiful uh, floral arrangement, I guess you could say. I don't want to give too many details where we don't give away the, the place location, but they really did the best they could to make a tent not look like a tent, and, it, and they did a very good job at it. And that's what it comes down to. I've said it over and over and over again. If you want to get married, you can. It's completely up to the couple. I mean... Definitely. Yes, there are some hiccups between wearing masks, between social distancing and pretty much not having that traditional wedding experience, but it doesn't make it that less beautiful or that less fun of a day. No. I mean, as far as I could see, especially with that specific event, you know, for the ones that I've done with you so far, minus the fact that that one, there was the one specific with the church where everybody was covered, which was again, unfortunate for the ceremony aspect of it only. The rest of that day was beautiful. The rest of the other day we did together, the last two or three, we've done, I think three now together. They've all been great. The ones I've done on my own, they've all been, you know, portraits and, Reception, all those photos have been wonderful. And and it seems to me, you know, just as being observant, that everybody's having a great time, including the guests, and everybody's happy to be celebrating something. What it comes down to is if you're willing to entertain the thought of trying to have a normal experience again, you will. And that's it. Definitely. It's really, really easy. It's really simple. And I mean... Politics aside, conspiracy theories aside, I had just finished speaking with Mike G from Platinum Entertainment and we came to the conclusion, you are up to what you want to do with your life. You're responsible for your actions. I'm responsible for my actions. If everyone just keeps their eye on they're responsible for themselves, no one has anything to worry about. Yeah, of course. I'm actually a little offended coming to think of it because you had both Mike G's on your podcast today, but you didn't have us on together. Well, I didn't think of that, and I'm sorry that it wasn't a Mike G off a Mike between G the two off. of you. <laughs> Mike G from Partners is Partners or Platinum and, and all that is uh, and merge events for the people that don't know that as well. Mike G's a great guy, and uh, hopefully he'd say the same about me, although I'm not too sure. Maybe one day I will have the two of you on, and you could have the Mike G off. The and Mike you G could see off. who's the, the bigger Mike G. You could show who has a bigger <laughs> Mike G. I don't know. <laughs> well, Mike, I'm sure. So I, I'm curious what Mike's take was. Um, something Has he had much experience same way we have? So it's a little different because the entertainment side of the business – 
is now slowly coming back. Whereas the photography right. video side, we've been able to utilize a situation and Correct. make the best of it because at the end of the day, what we do is social distancing. We are Correct. eight to 15 feet away from our clients at a time. We're not on top of them. We don't utilize a dance floor in order to produce our product. Correct. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's 100%. It really is a different type of thing. But what we have to focus on now is just moving forward. I mean, with the election coming and just pretty much the fall in general coming, weather is going to get cooler. We really have to hope for the best. And hopefully the smog will get lifted from the entire service industry and slowly Definitely. indoor dining will come back slowly. We'll be able to get back to work. And yeah, that's, that's where you know, we stand I, now. I definitely, I even noticed it the other night I went to pick up dinner uh, for my wife and I after working around the house all day, we, you know, we don't have a kitchen to eat. And so we went, we ordered <laughs> and I was picking up and I noticed that even the restaurants, and I won't mention the name of the restaurants, but the outdoor dining to capacity, they were filled and I think it just shows that in general, you know, whether it's the weddings or bridal showers, I myself had a bridal shower this weekend that I shot, um, about 75 to a hundred women, um, were at the shower and again, tying in the whole restaurant thing. People are definitely a lot more comfortable with being around other people. Uh, and the, the, you know, whether it's the wedding venue or the shower venue or the restaurant, they're all still you know, the, the staff, everybody's maintaining their distance as well as wearing the mask and they have the hand sanitizer and all that. And, and, and it's definitely, in my opinion, showing the people more relaxed and getting back to a sense of what it was before this whole COVID thing hit. And I think it's going to only get better from here. And um, I look forward to hopefully having some, some winter weddings. I think it's safe to say that we've all had enough. And with that, I'll be damned if they're going to fuck up my holiday season. You have Halloween coming. We've got all kinds of picking coming from pumpkins to apples to you name it. I'm going to pick the shit out of everything I possibly can this season. Pick it all. And if you mess up Christmas, I will be distraught is to put it lightly. I don't know well, if you know this, but... Big One Christmas of, guy. I'm a huge Christmas guy. I was born in December. My daughter was born in December. And I love Christmas music. You know, oh. there's a, a videographer we work with. His name is Ray. And one thing about me and Ray, whenever we work together, it could be February, it could be May, it could be October. There is no such thing as a bad time to play Christmas music. I've I had, actually didn't know that about Ray. Oh, me and Ray love Christmas music. Actually, last year, it was in December, I had one of the highlights of my entire life. I was at 106.7 in New York during Christmas time <laughs> inside the radio studio. Were you literally with Delilah? I was not with Delilah, but I was with the morning show. I did see Cubby, and I did see Christine Nagy, and... Just to be inside of 106.7 during Christmas time, I was standing next to a Christmas tree. I have to show you this picture. 
I felt like I had an outer body experience. <laughs> it was it was transcendental. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. It was absolutely I'm definitely, amazing. Uh, I'm a big Christmas guy myself. You know, I my actually my neighbors call me Clark um, because I spend weeks doing the Christmas lights. So I'm a huge fan myself. And I, I'll be honest, I was worried that, um, you know, a few months ago, like what's going to happen with Christmas. Is it going to be like me, my wife, and then my parents somewhere else. And like my in-laws somewhere else and aunts and uncles. But I think that, you know, people are definitely going to look, let's, let's just be honest. And all the listeners know it too, especially around here. It's pretty much back to normal with hanging out with friends and family. I mean, I've seen, even at the weddings we've done, grandparents, 70, 80, 90 years old, totally out and about. And um, and so far, so good. Everyone's been okay with the COVID thing. So I mean, as hopefully far as, it's getting better. As far as celebrating holidays with your family, we'll be fine with that. It's yeah. just a matter of if the higher ups are going to destroy the Christmas, we'll say, experience for us or the the holiday experience for us. Are they going to say that you're not allowed to trick or treat? I mean, here in Staten Island, if they told you you can't trick or treat, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you know what's going to happen here. But they cut down the city trees, the people on the street. Will it be <laughs> will it be a thing where for Christmas they say, "Sorry, we have to close the malls. It's too much of a risk. We have to close uh, it, Forget it. They already canceled the Radio, Radio city, city Music Hall yep. Christmas show. Same with the Royal Philharmonic. I mean, people are into that. My thing is, like I stated earlier, as long as you're responsible for yourself and you practice responsibly, you can have everything that you want. It just can't be where somebody is telling us, you can't do this. You can't do that. You're not allowed to this. This isn't safe. Don't touch this. Don't touch that. Look, I'm an individual, I'm a human being. I've made it 37 and a half years this far on my own. I'm okay. I'm going to make it till I die perfectly fine as well without someone telling me, don't lick your face, don't lick your hands, don't touch your this, don't touch your that. But I'm, I'm a little scared at what the holiday season might turn into based on the way they treated summer. Well, the holiday season is always flu season. It's it just once the weather gets cold, a lot of people think, oh, you know, colds and sniffles and sore throats but and wait sinus a infections. But wait, technically Halloween should be safe. They say you have to wear a mask. And it's outdoor. But isn't Halloween about wearing masks? Maybe no, for no, the month of October, <laughs> I'll wear nothing but a Jason Voorhees mask everywhere I go. It's a mask, right? That would be, um, I don't know who that is, but that would be dope. Are you fucking kidding me? You don't know who Jason Voorhees is? I don't... Is that Jason, the hockey mask? Yes! Yeah, I never saw the movie, so I don't know the last thing. Oh, my... I I don't know if I can ever have you on this show ever again. He honestly sounds like a handsome actor. Jason Voorhees. Sounds like an exotic. Your references stop at, like, 1997. Yeah, I, I've seen, I know who Freddy is, I know who Jason is, I just, I never even knew he had a last name. How about Michael Myers? Do you know who Michael well, Myers course. is? Oh, okay. come on. <laughs> okay. Did Jeez. Freddy have a last name? Kruger? Oh, okay, yeah, no, oh I knew that. Oh my I god, <laughs> holy shit. 
Yeah, I definitely, um, I think it's time to wrap this up before I lose. Yeah, I think you know, if, any we, if we go any further from here, you probably will not be employed with Philip Sisley on photography any longer. <laughs> I'm losing all my credibility. Mike, it's always a pleasure. Oh my God, same Phil. And I, I, I'm very much looking forward to the, the next few events we have over the next few weeks and uh, any more of these podcasts. Have a good one, man. Thank you, dude. Bye. Same to you. Bye.